I don't care if they remember me. Only Jesus. This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read the transcripts for all my podcasts at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music or Audible, Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, as well as Pandora, Spotify, Podbean, and Player FM if you wish to listen. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. Today's message will not be acknowledged by many who listen to this. Why? Mainly because they think they are right with God. But this is the furthest thing from the truth. They are, in actuality, the lukewarm. Revelations 3, 15-16. In Hebrews chapter 6, the writer of this letter says this about the basics of the teachings of laws and rules of the ability to follow God. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1-3. through So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptism, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. However, the person then goes on to say this, Hebrews chapter 6, 4 through 6, For it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come and who then turn away from God. It is impossible to bring such people back to repentance. By rejecting the Son of God, they themselves are nailing him to the cross once again and holding him up to public shame. Let that statement sink in. For it verifies that someone can lose their salvation. When taken in conjunction with the previous verses, as it should be anyway, we gain insight as to why they have lost their salvation and have become unable to see it or return to God. Per their perception, they are still within salvation, yet they live of and within the world, thus becoming the lukewarm, and then being spewed out of the body of Christ. Revelation chapter 3, 15-16 Now, I know many will challenge what I have just said. I understand that. That is the issue with what caused the verses in Hebrews to be written on in the first place. Many have truly experienced salvation. Many believe they are all set for eternity. Yet, as Hebrews, John 15, and verses in Matthew show, this is not how it truly is. Now, I'm going to read from 2 Peter, the second chapter. There are two references here. The first, 2 Peter 2, 2, 1 through 3. But there were also false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false teachers among you. 
they will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them. In this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Many will follow their evil teachings and shameful immorality, and because of these teachers, the way of the truth will be slandered. In their greed, they will make up clever lies to get a hold of your money, but God condemned them long ago, and the destruction will not be delayed. The key statement in these verses, and even deny the master who bought them. In the King James, it says, even denying the Lord that bought them. Once again, verifying that salvation can be lost. Now to look at the second set of verses in this chapter. 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 20 through 22. And when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and then getting tangled up and enslaved by sin again, they are worse off than before. It would have been better if they had never known the way to righteousness than to know it and then reject the command they were given to live a holy life. They prove the truth of this proverb. A dog returns to its vomit, and another says, A washed pig returns to the mud. Now again, someone will protest with statements like, Well, they were never saved in the first place. Those who say these words have committed a grievous sin. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by opening declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. As Paul continues after these verses that shows if someone asks, they are saved. He talks about how Israel rejected the truth. As a result, the nation of Israel was removed from this world. Yet, once again, Israel exists. Why? Due to God's promise to Abraham. But that is a different discussion. What is important to this topic is that there are those out there that believe Israel is no longer under the promise and have been cut off. That is the furthest thing from the truth. They just have a longer and harder road to travel than Christendom must follow. Those that say Israel has no part to play in God's plan are teaching a false gospel. But back on topic. Anyone who asks Jesus to be their Savior is saved. Yet they are like the newborn babes, vulnerable to listening to false and misleading teachings. Teachings that make them think that they can live their lives as they always have and still be welcomed into heaven. True Christians cannot be part of this world. 
I know this full well, for I have lived the road downward. But only through God's love for me was I finally able to awaken to the truth. God had to slap me down to make me awaken. I had lost most of my possessions and even lived in a hotel room with my 10-year-old son. But I finally listened to God. As a result, I started my blog, which has led me to making podcasts, ever-growing in my calling as a teacher of the Word of God. The Word must be taught completely and accurately. People must come to know that they must change how they live, no longer seeking after money, for money is of the world. Jesus makes it clear you cannot serve two masters. It must be God or money. Matthew chapter 6, 19-24 Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store up your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust can't destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. The moment someone keeps after money, yet professes to being quote-unquote Christian, they have become the lukewarm who, as a result, are seen as worse than those that deny God. Get that imagery into your head. Someone who openly says they hate God. Say, for example, someone that worships the devil and kills animals on an altar are seen as greater than those that say they are quote-unquote Christian and live in luxury because luxuries are for the glory in and of the world, not for God. First John chapter two, fifteen through seventeen. It is made clear by Jesus Christ we should only seek after treasures in heaven. Any wealth that is given us beyond the basic needs is all God's, and it is to be used for his glory, not our legacy or our comforts and leisures. Second Corinthians Chapter 9, verses 6 through 15. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then, you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. And the scripture says, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. 
In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when you take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of this overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. In past studies, it has been established that God prefers us not to seek after the things of this world. However, in verse 8, the implication is just the opposite. More verses say to seek after God's realm than humanity's. That is even seen here when taking all the verses together in a fashion, as fortified by 1 John 3.17. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? True enrichment is not worldly wealth, but blessings from God, not stored here on earth, but in heaven. Matthew 6, 19-24 It is made clear that worldly wealth, known as money, is another God. That is why it is important to shed the excess to those that are in need. As is made clear in 2 Corinthians, seeking after what is righteous is more important than holding on to that of the world. This is accomplished by doing as the verses state, to give freely of the excess given to us by God for his glory. For that is the true and only purpose of anyone given more than they need. I will end this with these verses for you, the listener and reader, to ponder. James chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. Look here, you rich people. Weep and groan with anguish because of all the terrible troubles ahead of you. Your wealth is rotting away, and your fine clothes are moth-eaten rags. Your gold and silver are corroded. The very wealth you are counting on will eat away your flesh like fire. This corroded treasure you have hoarded will testify against you on the day of judgment. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all in Sell his empty dreams. I got lost in the light, but it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. And I
if they remember me, only Jesus.